thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege and the grace to come into your presence this morning. Thank you, Lord, because this is the day, Lord, that you made. This is the day that you gave to us. Thank you, Lord, because this morning, Lord, your covenant is still working. Your grace is still working in our lives. And so, Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. This morning, we thank you for every gift in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the wonderful gift of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you, Lord, for paying the price for us on the cross of Calvary. Thank you, Lord, because by your blood, Lord, we can come into the presence of the Father this morning. By your blood, Lord, we can worship the Father this morning. Lord, we give you all the praise. We thank you for the gift of our family. We thank you, Lord, for the food on our tables, for the roof over our heads, Lord, for the clothes on our bodies, Lord, for the jobs that we have, Lord, for the friends and family, Lord, that you have given us, Lord, for every single blessing this morning, we say thank you, Lord. Receive all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we have come to bless your name. We have come to learn in your presence. We ask this morning as, as we read your word once again, Lord, grant us wisdom and understanding and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. All right, so we start a new book today. I haven't completed Second Corinthians yesterday. Today we start the book of Galatians. Galatians is a very, very short chapter. Okay, so in three days, just three days, we will be through with the book of Galatians. Okay, so it's just a brief introduction. Um, did you know that Galatians scholars agree? Okay, or Galatians is one of practically the only book in the New Testament that there is no contention about um, the fact that Paul was the one who wrote this book. Okay, so all the other books, there are still um, bits of contentions here and there, but Galatians, in terms of Paul's style of writing, in terms of the, the subjects that Paul addresses, you know, um, it is clear that every single, every single word, okay, um, came from came from Paul. Okay, so if you didn't know that, that that's one good information for you. Okay, so why did Paul Paul write this uh, this letter? Um, so I haven't arrived at Galatia and I haven't preached to these people. Paul had raised new converts. Okay, and of course, left them for a while. And now he is getting news, okay, that uh, some people had come, okay, 
wonderful ministers, uh, false prophets, um, false apostles, and false prophets. He called them when he was addressing, when he was writing to the to the Corinthian church. Okay, that had come in, you know, to start deceiving the Galatian, the, the people of Galatia. Okay, so um, and they were preaching, they were preaching some strange doctrines. Okay, so. Um, strange but of course we have had it we read it in the book of acts we saw it a bit in the book of corinthians uh the first one okay was the fact that look you are to become okay you are to convert into you know, to judaism to become a christian okay so that was the first the first teaching that they were teaching and they were look the promise was given to to israel okay so you are to become a jew okay to become a christian that's the first one okay so if you accept that if you accept to convert to judaism then okay the symbol of uh of being a jew uh circumcision um was then a must you have to you know uh, be circumcised to become a christian okay so this was what they were teaching and I'm telling you, Paul will be brutal at some point in addressing some of the, some of their some of their teachings. In fact, Paul will say, "Look, if ourselves or anyone else, okay, preaches anything different from what we we preach to you initially, um, let them be cursed." He he rained down curses actually on them. All right, please get get your Bibles and let's read Galatians. It promised to be interesting greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, an apostle, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority, but by Jesus Christ himself and by God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. So why did Paul always have to address this of course you saw it with the corinthian church right initially it was about comparing him with apollos and cephas and other apostles eventually paul always had to defend the fact that he was called that he was an apostle that he had the right okay so uh, apostles are those who go around they go around planting churches okay they might stay in a location for a while but eventually they will leave okay so they have the calling they have the commission of an apostle okay and the church gave them that right hand of fellowship um but if you didn't have that call that was a different thing so the people were always claiming that paul was not an apostle okay he didn't have the right okay to be going around claiming and planting churches okay so paul would always say look i did not appoint myself paul says I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority. The person who appointed me was Jesus himself, who appeared to me. Okay, so from the book of Corinthians, you realize that Paul had two major visions, right? <laughs> so the first vision he had when he, when he was converted, we read that one in the book of Acts, right? When he was converted and Jesus told him, why are you... Why are you kicking against the God, okay, and um, you are persecuting me? And then he told him to, you know, they took him into the city. Um, he saw the vision of Ananias coming to lay his hands upon him. That's his first vision. But if you 
haven't read the book of Corinthians now, we have we know he had another major vision, right? And that major encounter with Jesus, in that Jesus came to him. Um, he was talking about the fact that he had visions and saw saw things that look no one should should talk about. Okay, and when he when he was taken, you know, he was taken up to heaven. Okay, so Paul is saying that look, Jesus himself called me, gave me this commission. He says, but by Jesus Christ himself and by and by God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. All the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches of Galatia. Okay, so Galatia is um the area where we will call we will call a Asia Minor today. Okay. Um, in those days it used to cover the areas around Pamphylia, Lucia, Galatia. Okay, so these are all the churches in that area. In other words, Paul was not writing just to one church. They were supposed to take the letter and then take it round. Okay, they were supposed to take it round, round the churches. I wish I had one of these days we would discuss how you know the Bible went round in those days and why you see once in a while you see one or two little small mistakes. You know, okay, in in the in the transcript of the Bible, okay. Of course, a, a lot of them were eventually corrected, uh, but they happened in the early church, in the early church, okay, as people were had to take the letters around so that everyone could read it. Okay, they have to copy it from where. Well, in those days, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to have your own Bible, eh, you copy it out. <laughs> you can't, you don't buy it. They will copy your own Bible for you. <laughs> So once in a while you had little, little, small, tiny little mistakes here and there. He says he's sending the, this letter to the churches of Galatia. Um, churches of Galatia 3 says, May God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from, the, from this evil world in which we live. It was God's plan that Jesus would be the one to rescue us from this evil world. And so that's why the Bible says that Jesus was the lamb that was, was the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. When God told the serpent that look, ah, the seed of this woman would eventually bruise your head. The plan was did not even start in the garden, okay? God already instituted or had this plan from the beginning. So Paul says that Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God, just as God planned. Okay? So 5 says, all glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Okay? So next, Paul says that there is only one good news. 6, I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through uh, the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the, 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 good, the good news. Okay? So, um, it didn't start from our time. It was right there, even during their time. They were already uh, counterfeits. Uh-huh. They were already counterfeits even in their own time. This was just... Uh, quite a few years, not up to 40 years uh, after Jesus came, okay, or Jesus died, uh, 
and they were already counterfeits. Paul says you are trying or you are following a different way that pretends to be the good news. Okay, so my pastor always say, my pastor always says, Sam Adeyemi always tells us, look, the facts that there are counterfeits, eh? the fact that there is fake is proof that there is original. Eh? The fact that you can see, you only, you only counterfeit something that there is an original of it, right? <laughs> if there is no original, what, what did you copy? <laughs> so the fact that there are counterfeits is proof that there is a, there is that the original is is alive is somewhere that was what they copied to give you the counterfeit the fact that they plan they are always trying to dilute always trying to portray the gospel as fake is proof that there is a good news hallelujah it says you are turning you are following a different way that pretends pretends to be the good news but it's not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist, they deliberately twist the truth concerning concerning Christ. These guys were doing this deliberately. It wasn't a mistake. They were doing it so that they could turn, they could turn, you know, um, people away from Jesus. You know, they were looking to destroy Christianity. I'm telling you, you need to do a study on that one. What the the Christian church has been to has been through. Eh? What, for example, what the Bible, eh? What has been done to destroy the Bible, for example. <laughs> ah, you will you will know. I'm telling you, it will strengthen your faith. Okay? But they were doing this deliberately to twist the truth concerning Christ. Is this less God's God's cause fall on anyone? including us or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you like i said paul ring down causes eh? even if it's us eh? let i'm saying that may god cause us if we present a gospel eh? we, we are it's like telling you that there is another way to god when Jesus told us that he is the way, the truth, and the life, no one can come to come to God except through the Father. Now you are pretending to preach to us that all we have to do to become accepted is to be circumcised. Yes. <laughs> because circumcision was proved that you belong okay, to the family of Abraham. <laughs> so and that was that was that's a fake gospel. That's a fake gospel. The only way to God is through Christ. Paul says, let God cause, God's cause fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. See, I say again that we have, I said, I say again what we have said before. If anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcomed, let that person be caused. Obviously, I am not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ. I would not be Christ's servant. 11. Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the good, the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning because that was what they were claiming. Okay, where is he getting this, 
new message from okay you remember when he went to a particular place in act of the apostles they were telling him that ah, what he is preaching is strange that you should come and tell you should come and talk to them talk to them again about it the next day okay paul says look what i'm preaching to you eh is not based on human reasoning this is uh that the gospel message i preach is not based on mere human reasoning I received my message from no human source, and no one taught me. Instead, I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. Okay? So, like I said, Paul had those two major visions. I'm sure he had more. But you just have to look at Paul's explanation, um, Paul's you know, revelation of the old testament and you would know okay you would know that there is no way there is no way anyone okay no one in the old testament with all the prophets we had in the old testament no one was as grounded as this how could this guy have had this insight we know eventually for timothy will tell us that every scripture every scripture is given by the inspiration of god it was the holy spirit that inspired this Paul said, look, I did not receive it. Eh? It is not my own human reasoning. It is a direct revelation from Jesus Christ himself. He says, you know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion. How I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. He says, but even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. Okay, so Paul was telling us who he was. Okay, um, it was very violent. He persecuted and killed many Christians. He was right there when Stephen was being killed. Okay, so Paul is saying that, look, I was well grounded in Judaism. But I'm telling you that God called me, okay? God called me to proclaim uh, the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. Since when this happened, when God, when I was called, when this happened, I did not rush out to consult with any human being, okay? So, it's going to give us information here that we did not get from or we could not have drawn out of the book of Acts. We just know that what we got from the book of Acts was that after Paul became born again, Barna, of course, nobody wanted to associate with him, being that, of course, who would have asked, would you have associated with him, the person that was killing everybody? Now you heard that the person is now born again. And nobody did. It was Barnabas who went to look for him. Now, when that happened, Paul is going to give us how long it you know, that period was. He says, when this happened, as in when Jesus called me, when this happened, I did not rush out to consult with any human being, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. Instead, I went away to Arabia, and, and later I returned to the city of Damascus. Okay? Since then, three years later, I went, then three years later, I, later I went to Jerusalem to get to know to know peter okay so all of this period of course barnabas already barnabas already found him he said that i stayed with him for 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 15 days the only other apostle i met at that time was james the lord's brother i declare before god that what i am writing to you 
is not a lie okay after that visit i went north into the province of syria and sicilia and still the churches in christ uh, that are in judea didn't know me personally all they knew was that the, pers- the people were saying the one who used to persecute us is now preaching the very faith he tried to destroy and they praise god they praise god because of me hallelujah okay so what paul is trying to say look um, it wasn't human influence. That's not how I got this. Okay, it wasn't because I I interacted with Paul. Uh, sorry, I interacted with Peter or I interacted with the other apostles. I I wasn't around to follow to follow Jesus. Obviously, Paul was alive. He was alive when Jesus you know was here on earth. Uh, but it uh, was deep in Judaism. <laughs> It was deep in Judaism that during this period, okay, I'm sure it was a strict. He said he actually said himself he was, you know, was a Pharisee of the Pharisee, <laughs> one of the strictest, okay, sect of the Pharisee. He was one of them, okay. So he did not, he did not walk with Jesus, did not go around with Jesus, but some of the things that he shares, okay, even Peter did not receive them, so. The only way he could have received this thing was that Jesus himself told Jesus himself told uh, told Paul through the Holy Spirit. All right, let's go to go on to chapter two. Uh, the apostles accept Paul. Then, fourteen years later, I went back to Jerusalem again. Uh, this time uh, with Barnabas and Titus, and Titus came along too. Of course, remember Barnabas found him long ago. It took a while before Titus, before Titus joined them. Okay, since and Titus came along too, I went there because God revealed to me that I should go. While I was there, I met privately with those considered to be leaders of the church and shared with them the message I had been preaching to the Gentiles. I wanted to make sure that we were we were in agreement for fear that all my efforts had, had been wasted and I was running the race for nothing. And they supported me. When I shared with them what I was, I was, we were sharing with the Gentiles, is this, and they supported me and did not even demand that my companion Titus be circumcised, though he was a Gentile. Since even that question came up only because of some so-called believers there, false ones really, who were secretly brought in they sneaked in to spy on us and take away the freedom we have in Christ Jesus. They wanted to enslave us and force us to follow their Jewish regula- regulations. But we refused to give in to them for a single moment. We wanted to preserve the truth, the truth of the gospel message for you. And the leaders of the church had nothing to add to what I was preaching. I love, I love this guy. Paul said, look, I know perfectly what God called me to come and teach. Eh? They didn't have anything to add to it. He says, and the, look, and the leaders of the church had nothing to add to what I was preaching. By the way, their reputation as great leaders made no difference to me, for God has no favorites. Instead, they saw that God had given me the responsibility of preaching the gospel to the Gentiles, just as he had given Peter, the responsibility of preaching the preaching to the Jews. For the same God who walked through Peter as the apostle to the Jews also walked through me as the apostle to the Gentile. The same God. So the lesson I take from here, okay? <laughs> God is God. You are not God. And so he can choose to walk 
however he chooses. Okay? So, if you were part of Paul's people, you would have been looking at Peter's people and you can be, you will be wondering, ah, do these ones know God? And if you were part of Peter's people, group of people, you would have been looking at Paul's group of people, Titus and the rest of them, Timothy, and you'll be asking, ah, who are these children? Do they know God? <laughs> However, it was God who called the two groups, okay? Gave Peter the grace to, to reach the, the Jews and gave Paul the grace to reach the Gentiles. So there was no need for them to be comparing themselves with one another. And there was no need for them to criticize one another. In the end, the one who called each one was God. The what was important was that they were all okay united in Christ. That was all that was important. Okay, it says, ah, uh, yes, Peter as the apostle. See, God will walk through Peter as the apostle to the Jews. Also, walk through me as the apostle to the Gentiles. Nine. In fact, James, Peter, and John who were known as pillars of the church, recognized the gift God had given me, and they accepted Barnabas and me as their co-workers. They encouraged us to keep preaching to the Gentiles while they continue their work with the Jews. So Peter did not try to say, no, Paul, no, you must by force come and be preaching to the Jews. No, I have the grace to reach the Jews, so let me go and reach the Jews. You have the grace to go and reach the Gentiles. Go on and reach the Gentiles. Since they cont- while they continued their work with the Jews, their only suggestion was that we keep on helping the poor, which I have always been eager, eager to do. Next, Paul confronts Peter. Says, but when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face, for what he did was was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile, the Gentile believers, believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. Okay, so this is not the first time Peter would do this. Okay, remember when Peter went to the house of Cornelius. <laughs> And then the first set of Gentiles became born again. When they returned, they confronted Peter. Eh? You went to go and eat with Gentiles. And even then, Peter had to look for a way to defend himself. So the same thing happened. So obviously, the same thing happened here again. Peter went to Antioch, you know, met with other, other Gentile believers and was fine eating with them. Until some friends of James, uh, James was the, was the bishop, okay, in quotes, was the head of, of the church, you know, in Jerusalem. When they came and then Peter uh, decided not to eat with the Gentiles, separated himself, okay. Paul said, I confronted him to, to, to his face. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. They were saying, unless you are circumcised, you are not a real Christian. Do we have it today in church? <laughs> Some people will say, unless you do this particular thing, eh? unless you cover your hair, you are not a, you are not a real Christian. You put on trousers. <laughs> you call yourself a Christian. Uh-huh. That is the necessity of circumcision. As a result, other Jewish believers followed, Pete, followed Peter's hypocrisy 
and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. So when I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel, of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others, Since you, a Jew by birth, have discarded the Jewish laws and are living like a Gentile, why are you now trying to make this Gentile follow the Jewish tradition? Why? Since you and I are, are, are Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles, yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ not by obeying the law Hmm? and we have believed in christ jesus so that we might be made right with god because of our faith in christ not because we have obeyed the law hallelujah so this morning let it be settled in your mind obeying the law will never make you right with god okay that is not what makes you right with god i'm not saying that the law you will not do the law of the spiritual when the Holy Spirit is the one, okay, Jesus is the one in your heart. Yes, you will keep and you will you will obey the law, but not out of necessity, not of not out of trying to obtain righteousness from the law. It says, yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ. That's how we are made right with God. Our faith in Jesus Christ. Okay? Not by obeying the law. It says, and we have believed in and we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. Did you hear that? No one will ever be made right. Let it said be settled in your mind. No one will ever be made right by obeying the law. It says, but suppose we seek to be made right with God through faith in Christ, and then we are found guilty because we have abandoned the law. Would that mean Christ has led us into sin? Absolutely not. Jesus will never lead us into sin. He will never make us no sinners. Eh? For those of us who put our trust in him, we can never be found to be, to be, we will never be stamped as sinners. As long as our trust is in him. Since rather I am a sinner if I rebuild the old system of law I already tore down. Did you hear that? Paul said, I am a sinner if I try to do that. In other words, how can you be trying to re- to, to, to be rebuild what Jesus already tore down? Eh? When Jesus you know, gave up the ghost, remember how the, the curtain in the temple was torn. Eh? From 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 not from bottom up from from the top it was torn down, okay. I'm sure that would have meant that the thing did not tear down, okay. It got to somewhere uh, somewhere a bit closer down so that anyone can see that this thing started from the top, okay. It was God Himself that rent it that tore it, okay. So Paul says, look, if I try to to rebuild the old system, eh, I am a sinner, eh. Rebuild the old system of law I already tore down. I will be a sinner. 19. For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I died to the law. I stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. Paul says, when I try to do the law, it, it will, the law will finish you. Give up on the law. Eh? So I gave up on the law so that I might live for God. He says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. 
it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How do we live today? We live by our faith in the Son of God. That is how we live today. I'm telling you, by our faith in the Son of God. By trusting in Jesus, we can live lives that glorify him. By trusting in Jesus, we can live life that we that we bring God all the glory. Paul said, I look, I I do not I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there, there was no need for Christ to die. Yes. But Jesus came because the law failed. Yes. Jesus came, died for us because the law could not accomplish, yes, could not redeem people back to God. Uh, you try to do the law, you will eventually fail. So Jesus came so that we can be redeemed back to the, to the Father. Hallelujah. Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Yes, my old self has been crucified with Christ. Are you not excited this morning? Will you say, Jesus, thank you? Lord, thank you, because my old self has been crucified with you. It is no longer I will live, but I live by my faith in you, Jesus. Lord, help me to live each day to glorify you in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me live each day in the praise of your name, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.